0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Ron Rayleigh. The scenario is Solstice. It was written by Sean Little, who is also our game master. This is episode three. Our recap will be given by Brian Daly as his character, Stanley Berkowitz. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Brian?
2: The doc tells me that I should write down all that I can remember from last night, no matter how odd or fantastic it may seem. I remember we visited the warehouse, Doc Brody went in to check it out, John and I (laughs) rented another vehicle and uh, Jimmy and Percy stayed with the original car to facilitate a hasty retreat. Brody then started running out of there. Something knocked out the warehouse door, and we drove off to uh, to grab a bite of, a bite to eat. Ooh. After that, things are a little fuzzy. I must have been drugged or, uh, well, obviously, I've hit my head pretty darn hard because, uh, well, there's a there's a dent in the back of my skull, but I recall seeing Brody's crab monsters, hearing gunshots, and uh, me heroically ripping off one of the monster's heads. Um, I'm pretty sure that I saved everyone's lives, and they are very grateful. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, my head is starting to throb again, so I'll take a nap. Hopefully, some of the the guys come and get me out of here. I I really don't want to have to call the wife. John's a good guy. He'll probably come and break me out. Cool.
3: Great, thank you. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to rewind a hair from uh, from uh, Stanley's uh, intro. You've just dropped him off at the hospital. You're in the parking lot. You are all in your car, but I have a couple of questions before you decide what you're going to do. When you dropped him off, there was a nurse at the front the emerge entrance, you rolled him in. Oh my God. What did you say? Did you I, I try to? did you say you witnessed an accident or you found him or your friends or no, what did he, you?
1: I think we would have said he fell down the stairs okay. hit the back of his head. Okay. Great. I think he hit the metal um, railing on the way down too. So.
3: Okay. Um, did you give them his name Whatever you had in terms of, I guess he has this wallet on him. I'm assuming that you know other information. But what they, they would need to register him? What did you give them for that information? and
1: Well, let's let's clarify something else. Did we take him to Boston General or did we drive to Providence and, and put him in the hospital that there? Could
3: be your decision. Yes. How long of a I drive is that? It's an hour. hour.
1: But it, it's not in Bo- it's not in Massachusetts anymore, so. Anybody yeah are looking for Providence
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so we're at Providence, and we we say that he fell down the the stairs. We're on vacation.
3: okay, Providence it is all right um, so do do you are you family members are they they're going to ask are you family members or friends or we're all or friends or colleagues or yeah friends? okay they'll give you a bit of a suspicious look like well, well you guys up
4: I mean, I don't think we're all there, are we? No, are we all going to check him in so. I'll I'll
1: take him in, and I'll just say I'm Dr. Brody from Toronto.
4: Uh, I'll go there and uh, I'll say, actually, he is my cousin. Okay.
3: Okay. I want to want to secure those visitation
4: good. rights. You know. <laughs>
3: yep. Okay. I'll give you that. So they take your name down, uh, John. You're you're the cousin, and Dr. Brody is the the person assisting you, bringing him in. And uh, he's, Stanley's been admitted, doctors checking him out. They say, wow, it's quite a, quite a crack to the head your friend took. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you check in with us tomorrow and we'll give you an update. And uh, th- he's stable. We'll, uh, we'll bandage him up and uh, check him out. And try to verify right. he's uh, got a good, nothing serious happened. All
1: right. Thank you. Okay. So we got to find a place to stay. Decide
3: what to do. Yep.
1: Should we stay at the Biltmore or the Omni,
4: Jimmy? Which you one pick do you want, Doctor Brody? <laughs> the the Omni sounds well. The Omni sounds nice, anyway. All right, we'll stay at the Omni.
3: Okay. Easy enough this time of the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Your finger went up. Yes, Jeff.
5: I was just, I was just kidding. <laughs> oh. Dr. Oh, you're going to built more, were you? No, Doctor Brody asked me where I thought I was. Okay.
3: Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Omni, it is. You go. It's this time, the 1929. The hotel's not full. Uh, they've got space for you. It's. I'm going to. I'm going to actually. It is Wednesday evening. It's Wednesday evening. So middle of the week. Lots of availability price is a little better than the Biltmore. more room available now in terms of uh, i'll just to say you, you register whose name you're registering under or what name
1: i'll put it under my name
3: okay um one room or two
1: um let's do two rooms
4: there's what? Just, how many of us four of us yeah, five with four stanley
3: four right now i'm
4: Right. I'll get a room of my own. Right. In my own name. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll get like a, what do you call that? Like a room with uh, with two beds, you know? I want to say a double, but a double is a double bed, right? Or whatever. You know what
3: I mean? Mm-hmm. Two, right. two twins or something like that. Twins. A room with two twins.
4: Yeah. Stanley's got to have a nice place to sleep when I break him out of the hospital.
3: Okay. All right. Do you want adjoining rooms or are you just going to? take what they give you
4: no we'll, we'll we'll try to
1: get adjoining rooms
3: easy enough okay how many floors do the omni have i know about the biltmore
1: like 13 or 14 i don't
3: know okay easy enough do you want they say do you want a high floor or a lower floor it doesn't matter seventh there you go you get seventh floor all right they give you decent room um uh, just for money john and stanley have their newly found cash and just so you know, Dr. Brody, Jeff, and Mick, um, Dr. Brody, Jeff, and Percy, rather, you have Give the remnants. <laughs> you have the remnants of what was given to you by Brent—not uh, by Brent Sterling, by um, by Dean, which is a substantial sum still. The the safe house, he took care of that. The uh, you had a, you know, he handed you a, a wad of cash that came from Dominion's. Fees that they've provided him to cover expenses, sure. so you're not low on money, but you do notice you're you're, you're actually going to start paying attention to how much you spend a bit just because, you know, you don't know how long you've you you don't have any other income right now, so this is what you've got. Uh, the menu, is inside the door of, of the rooms for both for all of you. It is you know, reasonable price food, re- not as nice as the Biltmore in terms of menu, but still decent.
1: There are a hundred places to eat outside that are
3: really nice. So it's uh, it's quite late at night. Sorry, go ahead.
4: I think uh, John has a girlfriend in Providence. So he's going to probably uh, drop by to see if she's around. I mean, Stanley's not using his side of the room yet, you know.
3: It is. Like five in the morning right now. I think would it not be? I, yeah, I believe that's around. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. We'll do we'll do that we'll do that after breakfast. Sorry, okay. apologies.
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, so so you, you you check in you unload. Everybody's going to want to crash. I assume, well, except for I yeah, probably s- sleep for you know, several hours. Get some sleep for several hours. I'll just assume this is the first day you're there. It's it's now Thursday morning. Because I was assuming Wednesday, but yeah, it's it's now. Well, no, it is Wednesday. It's it's Wednesday morning. You wake up noon uh, noonish, say. You all know, pretty much wake around the same time. The sun's streaming in the windows. You hear the maids knocking on the door. They want to turn down and tidy up a bit. Um, so I'll just assume that you all get up. You have breakfast, lunch, whatever you want to call it. You can around. have brunch. Is that a thing yet? <laughs> <laughs> you can invent it.
1: Now we just we we get what we can get.
3: Yeah. Okay. Is there a deli? Easy enough. Pardon me.
4: Go to a deli or something.
1: There's deli down the street. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Deli. Um. Let me see. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So, deli. Get food. Anything in particular you're planning on doing this day? Sorry, I know the microphone's doing it again. Sorry. Anything in particular you're planning on doing? today
1: well we need to discuss it uh so what next we i think that uh stanley's going to be up for at least a week is there anything we have left in boston a week
4: nah he's not going to be in there a week well i don't i'm not
1: sure i want to move him yet he he took a pretty nasty bump to the head
4: i think we're safe enough here
1: for a week don't you think
4: he'll be fine don't you uh Jesus Christ, man! Do you have any sense of urgency? Like that shit that went down back there?
1: I do, but they're going to be searching around for us. And I mean, if they figure it out that it's us, um, we got what we what 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 we wanted. We got both parts. Now we need yeah, I to. You, I
4: thought you wanted a third one.
1: Yeah, the third one's probably in Florida.
4: And these parts are what's bringing those things here.
1: I think so. I think that's what they're using them for. Jeez, I don't know what they were
4: all, I thought you guys were all nuts. I didn't think those things were real. Yeah. See, that thing almost killed Stanley. Yep. I don't think that they're... I, I think that they're
1: aliens from some other place, whether it's another planet or another dimension.
4: But those artifacts you're collecting have something to do with them.
1: Yep, and we want to make sure that the bad guys don't get a hold of them.
4: You're going to make sure no no guys get a hold of them. The good guys are just as bad. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you, can you imagine what the U.S. government would do with that if they had those things?
1: Probably fuck up a great deal.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: No. Anyway,
4: think- I'm going to get Stanley out of the hospital tonight.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you think that he's... You're not going to end up doing more harm than good? He's barely...
4: <clears throat> nah, he'll be fine. I'll, I'm gonna go visit him. Actually, here a little bit after after we finish up here.
1: Why the hell did we take wanna... him? Hmm? Why'd we take him?
4: Well, I mean, I figured he was gonna up, die if
1: we didn't get him fixed up.
4: He get he get some proper bandages and proper medicine, and you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a. You're not that kind of doctor, are you?
1: No, I'm a biologist, so exactly. I mean, people don't heal overnight. In fact, I'd say that people probably heal just one hit point of damage every night if they will make their roll. I just don't. Uh...
4: <laughs> well, I'm just saying that some people don't want to spend all, all, all night cooped up in a hospital either. Besides, you know, Stanley, he's, he's got shit to do. I don't think he plans on staying in Providence for a whole week. I, I mean I only just met him, but I mean he's probably got a wife, maybe kids, who knows? People are gonna start asking questions if he doesn't like at least get a hold of them.
1: Well that's why we left Boston. But what do I what do we want to do now? We've got we've got the evening. Um do we want to go back to Boston for any reason? <laughs>
5: Jimmy? Um The only thing I remember was that we still had the notes we could go through, the files and the financials. And if I remember seeing this, I'm pretty sure I saw Percy pick up a crumpled piece of paper out of-
1: Oh, that's right.
5: Deersworth's hand. Um, Has Percy crashed already?
0: Uh,
3: Percy got up, had a bite of breakfast He's returned to the hotel room. He said he needed a bit of a sleep to lay down.
1: Well, maybe I'll go up there and get those
5: papers if he still has them and find out what they are. You know what else, too? I was thinking this whole time we pretty much have been running from Deerworth, right? Like He's the one that's been chasing us, and he's the one that we've been on the land for and hiding out in Boston. He's out of the picture now. Do we have any real threats at this point? I mean, well, assuming somebody steps into his place from Dominion, that's one thing. But do we know on. that
1: he was actually the director of Dominion or was he just a director?
4: Wait, wait, thought, wait. any real threats? Did you see those things in the, the warehouse? I mean, you obviously saw them before, but.
5: Well, that's actually my next good. That's what I was going to say next is that. It seems as though those creatures have turned on Deer's work now. Right, because he had that thing
4: that you have now.
5: But I mean, so, I he used that to summon them as the working theory. So, but don't
4: you think maybe if there's more of those things here that they might want that too?
1: I don't know. Okay. They had the opportunity to pick it
4: up and walk off with it. And none of them did. Well, that's a fair point. Maybe they're like not that smart, right? Like like animals or something? Maybe. Maybe they're more like
1: animals. I'd like to know who the other person was, though. There was another person there.
5: I thought they were just security guards. guards.
1: No? no, there was a person threatening uh, Deersworth when the uh, creatures attacked. Oh, I don't remember that. Um,
4: I think uh, Brody was the only one who heard it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was inside. See, this is what my theory is. My theory is that originally Pardue found the objects and he ended up summoning those Mego uh, up, up into Canada. And then when, when Deersworth got a hold of the same artifact, he must have, maybe even just last night, he must have attempted to summon them hoping that they wouldn't be hostile. And Obviously, they were hostile. Maybe it forces them here, which they don't like very much. I mean, why would you? Well, we could be right in the middle of celebrating Migo Christmas, and all of a sudden, shoop, they're pulled right out and into our world. That pissed me off. Um, and they seemed to kind of go back, didn't they? When we killed them, they were just sort of zipped back to wherever they were. I heard somebody say maybe it's like a, a rubber band. You know, we pull them here, and then when we let go, they snap back. I don't know. All I know is we got two pieces, and we need the third thing, whatever it is. And it's pff, our only lead is that doctor. Uh, what was it, Doctor Doctor Clayton Debussy? Or Debussy? Or, Debussy. or yeah. Um, and last known place he was seen was was uh, Florida. I don't know guys, We're t- I'm, I'm running on fumes. Very little fumes. We could just take these two pieces and try to destroy them or I don't know how will we know that we've got the third piece if we don't have the other two pieces? Well, maybe which, you got to
4: get the third which, one then and then destroy is, all of them.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I think so. I think the very concept of studying them is, really is that's how everybody got into this problem in the first place. I think the preacher had all three of them originally. The one in, in I don't know, California. You don't know the whole story, it's a long story. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I got no idea what you're talking about, but I know Stanley's is rotting away in a hospital bed, probably eating hospital food right now, so I'm going to grab him a sandwich here and bring it over to him with some proper coffee. All
1: right. We'll make sure he's well enough to move. I mean, if he's sick, I mean, at least maybe we wait until tomorrow night, but I mean... But
4: you, want, you want to come with me? You're a doctor, right?
1: No, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like hospitals very much.
4: Oh, that's why you're not a real doctor. I got it. Okay.
1: Right. I'm a scientist. But...
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a medical doctor.
1: I do experiments. Doctors shouldn't do experiments. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a, uh, I don't know, like a big Reuben sandwich or something. And um, <clears throat> and some, like, black coffee, and I'm just going to bring it to the hospital with me.
3: Okay. Easy enough. All right. Well you're you're heading to the hospital then? That's your plan? Yep. Here you
4: go see how Sally's okay.
3: doing. Um what are the other two doing right now? He's heading that way.
1: I don't know. I think uh Percy's Percy's wandered off somewhere. He, he said, said he was
3: tired. He woke up eight, said he was still tired.
1: Uh Jimmy, what should we do? Anything?
3: that's why I woke up at
1: noon any research we can follow up
5: yeah well that's what I was saying earlier I'd, I'd like to look at the the other notes the financials oh yeah let's
1: take a look do. through all that stuff we go get the notes from uh, Percy
3: okay right. easy enough it sits right up you know back to the hotel up the stairs Percy snoring away you can see the files are beside him he didn't really get to looking at them but he put them beside him, then he crashed. And you see the piece of paper is on the nightstand right beside his bed.
1: Let's take these back to our room and uh, go over them. All right. So we'll lay them out on the table in front of us.
3: Okay. What do you want to look at first?
1: I don't know. What is there? Let's look at the note
3: first. There is. Okay. The note is phonetically written and it's just gibberish, as far as you know.
1: Some sort of a spell, you think? Yeah. I'm talking to Jimmy. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
5: spell. Why would it be a spell?
1: Well, something that activates the uh, the artifact. Oh. I mean, I say spell because it looks like some sort of weird weird spell, but. Obviously the combination of sounds maybe triggered the artifact. Another language? It looks, yeah, it looks like it. I can't tell which by this phonetic writing.
5: Is it, so is it long or is it just like five or six syllables or?
3: It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, what you would say words, eight parcels of letters broken up into what you assume to be words.
1: And I wouldn't say them out loud.
3: Um, You're looking at it? Could you do a spot hidden, both of you?
1: That is a pass exactly.
5: Uh, Hard pass. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Regular pass. I'm sorry.
3: Regular. Regular pass. It's it, the only thing you can tell from looking at this is it's almost like it's written in pencil, like pencil. And when you look at it, the only thing you find interesting or odd about it is it looks like it's been written with two different shades of pencils. Very close. Like 2H, 3H, like it's just enough that you can maybe, I mean, if, if either of you have ever taken any drawing classes in school or anything, you can just note the difference in some of the letters in, that's it's just an odd little thing you pick up. It's like someone started writing it and then went back and wrote more of it over top of it with different colored pencils. Mm-hmm. Not color, but, you know, darknesses or heaviness of pencil.
5: So it's does it look like pencil. the same handwriting? Yes. Okay.
1: So is it like they wrote it out in a lighter shade and then they went back with a darker shade and wrote over the top, but it doesn't completely match?
3: It looks like they wrote it. And as you're looking at it, you think, well, that looks like it was an O. One, one fine example is one thing looks like an O, but now it's a Q. But the line that makes it a Q is a different shade. Or something else, it looks like it was a a P. And if you look really closely, it's been erased and turned into a B. Like there's actually a place where you can see that there was a mark. So the lettering has been changed ever so slightly, in a few words here and there, with a different shade of pencil. Not a lot, just enough to change a few of the letters.
1: Do you think it's been sabotaged? Mm,
5: That's hard to say or corrected one or the other. In other words, it was incomplete first, and then it was corrected. I don't know. Maybe that explains why they turned on him. Maybe he didn't do it right.
1: Well, then what would you think if if I was going to recite this, I'd probably go with the dark lettering, right? Because that's what I'd be reading unless, I mean, is it really noticeable? Or would, would you go, oh, wait, that's a B. That's not an E.
3: It's only noticeable because you're examining it. If you just picked it up, if it was a shopping list, you'd go uh, bananas, yeah. cucumbers. If
1: I was flour, in a, water. if I was in a semi-dark warehouse and I picked it up and I looked at it, I would just see the dark letters and I'd read it. And yet, so maybe he summoned it, but he did it wrong, and uh, he got in trouble. I don't even know if that's what happened. We don't know. This is every time we talk, it sounds like I'm crazy. Am I crazy? Actually,
3: you're looking at it. You're talking. You're surmising. There's actually whole letters that have been added. So at first, you're noticing a few letters where some of the the symbol of the letter has been changed a bit or modified, or maybe something's been erased. But now you look closely. This darker, slightly darker pencil has actually, there's a few letters that have been added to the words here and there. So it's just enough to change the pronunciation of a few words here and there.
1: Well, let me pull out a notebook or pop out a notebook. And I'm gonna see if I can copy both versions down side by side. And while I'm doing that, maybe Jimmy, you can look at some of the other papers.
5: Sure.
3: Okay, I'll let you choose what you're gonna look at um, briefly and then I'll, you're looking at, you're taking some time, you're both looking over. The hospital's not that far away. But uh, what, uh, what, what were you going to look at, Jimmy?
5: Um, I really have no knowledge of financial stuff. I mean, I can look at it in case something jumps out like missing Migo artifact. You know, I would understand that, but <laughs> I would imagine it might not be that clear. So I'll start with the notes. Um, I think I'd started scanning the Ontario version last time. Mm-hmm. So maybe now that we have more time, I'll go back and start with that one reread what I read before, see if anything else pops out on me.
3: Okay. Um, That said, I'll, I'll, you're looking at that. I'll give you, I'll give you an hour to search through that. How's that? In the meantime, um, skip over to John. You're, you're at the hospital.
1: You're muted.
4: Sorry. I know the mute button wasn't working. All right. (laughs) Um, So I got the sandwich and the coffee probably in the, they have styrofoam then, or would it have been paper cup, whatever it is. I don't know what they right have for paper. Yeah. Um, so I go up to the reception. I say, uh, "Yeah, I'm here to see my brother, Stanley Berkowitz." Brother? Sorry, cousin. cousin. Oh, my cousin. <laughs>
3: Do you do that? Sorry, cousin, cousin.
4: That's <laughs> a good question. You said cousin. You want me to roll something? <laughs> uh,
3: no, I'll, I'll give you that. You, you're you thinking, <laughs> th- you're thinking through, it and you almost said brother, and you went, wait, no, cousin. Um, my bro- Okay, m- my so cousin. <laughs> you could, could, could br- br- cousin. Yeah, no. Well, you could be. It depends where you're from. Um, it was so a long you, night uh, last night. <laughs> so she says, "Oh yes, uh, that that would be Mr. Berkowitz." Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, yes, certainly. And they point down the hallway to a room, and there's a, oh. you know a man in a white, an orderly in a white suit with a bow tie and short sleeve dress shirt sitting outside, just twiddling his waiting for someone to ask something to be moved. Um, <coughs> the doors open, and you can see Stanley sitting up, awake, just sort of looking around, off into space. And you are together. Stanley, John. Hey, how you doing?
2: How are you doing? I am. I'm. I'm all right. These these, yeah? these pills. They're,
4: Good medicine. They're huh? pretty great. Yeah, are you hungry? I brought yep. you a sandwich.
2: Oh, I'm. So, oh, starving.
4: Yeah. Is that,
2: right. a, is that a is Yeah. a robin? Oh, delightful.
4: Here, coffee, too. It's black, but I guess you could probably get some milk from the orderly if you need some.
2: No, no. Black's fine. Black's fine. They didn't let Sugar me sleep too, much. Too. Uh, they didn't let me sleep much the during the night. Something, something, concussion, or whatever.
4: Yeah. Anybody asking any weird questions?
2: Uh, no. No.
4: No? You didn't get a a visit from the cops or anything? Did you? No. No. Good. So when they when you when are they gonna let you out?
2: Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked. Um. Uh, uh, let's get the let's get the nurse. Uh, hey. Uh. Orderly. Orderly. Yes. Oh, yes. get the can you get uh, Nurse uh, a Ratchet? Ra- nurse Ratchet, can you bring her down here? Oh, oh! Uh,
3: I, I got a question. Yes. Certainly, certainly. Uh, uh, do you need anything? Do you need some water or anything, sir? I'll bring that. Well um, i
2: that. Well, I got some coffee right now, so I'll be, I'll be all right. Thank you.
3: Okay. Don't let the doctor see you drink coffee. I don't know if they approve of that yet, but I'll just say I didn't see anything. All right. Back in a minute. <clears throat> he wanders off down the hallway. And unless uh, there's something you want to talk about for 30 seconds, she arrives.
4: You're not allowed to have coffee, Stanley. What the? F- this is like a problem. Oh, we gotta get you out, We gotta get you know. out of here.
3: I don't know. Well, that yeah, that'd be right.
2: Yeah, I haven't tried here. walking. I'd uh, probably, I'd probably be able to walk.
4: John'll uh, light up a cigarette and give one to Stanley. They probably don't let you smoke either here.
2: <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs>
3: Did he light up a smoke? Yeah, it's
4: 1929. Why not?
3: I suppose it is, isn't it?
4: Probably the uh, doctor smokes while he's doing surgery. Yeah, on you.
3: Fl- like, hold my ass, trainer. Like, like,
4: Hell, oh. the nurse might even smoke nowadays. <laughs> Openly.
3: Well, the nurse says, uh, w- how are you feeling, Stanley?
2: We I'm uh, in a, little while. a little woozy, but it uh, could be the pills.
3: Well, there are some pretty heavy, heavy pain medicine, but how's your vision? How's your vision? Uh, It's okay. Nothing's, nothing swirling. Okay. Well, you're here. Uh, this is your cousin, I gather? Yeah. Yeah, cousin. Well, well, why don't you give us a hand, you and the orderly, and um, let's try to see if we can get you up walking for a little bit. All right. So... Roll a dexterity. See how, see how it pans out for you at a minus that I won't tell you about. At a minus what? I'm not telling you. Okay. That's a fail. <laughs> Why? <Well, laughs> down down fail. to the floor. They, they oh. catch you. I mean, the two of them, they're holding on to your arms. You go down. So they help you up again. She goes, well, you gotta, you gotta be able to walk 10 feet before we'll let you out of your bed. Ten that, feet. That's out, 10 fair. Feet
2: that's back. fair. Is that is that
3: ten feet with or without the pain meds? Well, the the pain meds make you tired, but you should be able to walk ten feet and back before we let you I don't you know. I can't sh- quite feel my toes. Oh well let's <laughs> maybe we should just let you bet, lay, lay back down again.
2: Go well let's
3: and let's let's try it again. Let's try it again. Well, go ahead, roll again.
2: Oh there we go. How
3: that well
0: is
2: uh I'm going to spend one luck and make it an extreme <laughs> success.
3: All right. You you start walking, walking, and then just like in a music video, you push them aside and you just walk to the wall and back. You say, I was just joking. Yeah. All right. You pull it off. You, you show her you can walk back and forth. She says, okay, well, that's good. Well, let's just sit down for a minute and we'll do all the checks that we do at this noon time. And, sure, uh, sure she says food is coming, but, and she looks over at the sandwich. She says, or not, um, I'll say I brought you food. There's nothing, no, no diet restrictions for this. So she just does the checking you out and poking at your head, checking your bandages and checking the, you got a couple stitches in your scalp. Um, generally she says, well, you're, you're better than you were when you came in. I was here right afterward. I'm about to leave my shift right now. So let's just say, and she looks at you, John, as as his cousin, will you be collecting him when he's ready to leave?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take him home.
3: Oh great. Okay. Well, I'd like the doctor to see him um, very shortly. But the assumption is he's probably gonna stay another night or two. So we'll just let's just uh, you visit for a bit, but you should probably leave in a while. But we'll uh, we'll make sure he's taken care of, and you can come anytime you want to visit, except outside of visiting hours, which oh, are. Yeah. Fun. Yeah seven at night until six in the morning.
4: Okay. Yeah, no problem. Can he have coffee at least? Yeah.
3: Well, as long as the doctor doesn't see it, I'm sure it's okay. We want him to right. be able to sleep. That's why they don't want to give him coffee.
4: Yeah, of course. But listen, I could I could drink a pot of coffee and
3: go to sleep for five hours right afterwards, I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay, well, she. She, she skedaddles, leaves off. The orderly goes back outside to sit in his chair and hum and wait for other people to ask him for things to do. There you go.
0: All right. Nope. All right. Yeah, I mean. Well,
3: uh,
2: so, so, John. Another or two,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I guess. Hopefully just one. But, uh, so, so, John, we got pie. Well, I got pie and uh we drove back and uh, i remember we dropped off our rental car and uh what happened that i that right. i tripped down some stairs or something it it's all it's all a jumbled mess do, do i you remember, remember
4: the 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 crab monster
2: i i do yeah, you But and that I, can't we were, be right. We, that no, we were, no,
4: no. We we were fighting it. We were fighting one of them, and yeah, you got hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pull the other one.
4: But uh, yeah, you know. They're good guys. We got you to the hospital. We're in Providence, by the way. We're not in Boston anymore. Oh. Hmm.
2: Explains the smell. You got anybody back
4: home and be uh looking for you?
2: Uh not necessarily the, uh, uh, the, the wife's off living with the sister right now. Oh, you know, cause, uh,
0: well, the, the, the layoff was, uh,
2: financially irritating. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Well, Hey, I got a girlfriend here in Providence. So if you, you know, while we're here, when they let you out, anyway, I mean, well, you can have visitors, right?
0: Yeah, I don't see why not.
2: You talking about in or out of the hospital?
4: Whatever. Out of the hospital, of sure. Here. <laughs> 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 All right, well, listen, enjoy your sandwich.
2: we Will do, we will do. Th- hey, thanks for bringing it in.
4: Hey, by the way, you really fooled me with the falling on the floor bit, man. You just ragdolled like it was nothing. Were you an actor or something?
2: uh sure sure I did some uh college stuff yeah
4: all right well anyway uh we're all staying at the uh omni which i'm assuming isn't terribly far from here i i don't know anything about province but i assume it's not a very big town
3: no it's nearby
2: all right so the omni city. so well if you guys okay. uh If you guys could bring me any, uh, reading material, or, uh... You're saying the crab... You're saying the crab monsters are real? Well, yeah, man. You you don't remember that? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I remember is, uh... Accurate, like, uh... You know, I got this, I got this crater in the back of my skull. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my occipital lobe probably looks like scrambled egg right now. Your what? Uh, brain. Oh, right.
4: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you probably wouldn't be sitting up here talking and...
2: Likely, but, uh, eh. Figure,
4: it's just a skull, you know. Skulls, uh, skulls thick. Probably grow back stronger though, you know.
2: Yeah,
4: no the well, one ones spot, they do that. Yeah. I heard.
3: Yeah. Sure. Tom Burnett just made his guilt roll an extreme roll. <laughs> <laughs> an extreme success
2: on guilt. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, yeah. uh,
4: well. Anyway, no, man. Yeah, that that's.
2: If I'm in here for another day, bring me in something to read. It gets boring looking are, at the are, wall. Wow.
4: I'll bring you something a little bit. I'm sure they got something around here somewhere. Yeah. What do you want? What do you like? Newspapers? Books?
2: Ah, uh, anything. Smut? Eh, the wife doesn't know I'm in Providence. Maybe. Fair enough. All right.
4: All right.
3: Okay. So you're going to. Go back to the hotel, or what are you going to do? Uh,
4: well, no, I'll go down and try to see if I can find him some. Uh, there's got to be a bookseller or something like that around
3: here, maybe. Or there's a, a, a little library stand. kind of thing. Like there's a newsstand down outside. You saw. Mm-hmm. Um, however, as you are, you walk out and you see at the desk where the nurse is standing. Mm-hmm. You walk out of the room, and you see a man in a long dark coat with a fedora type hat and he's talking to the nurse with his back to you and she's pointing in the general direction of where you are mhm
4: and he's nodding you move
3: out of that direction
4: a little bit to sidestep okay. off to another side you know
3: well there's there's another room across the way there's a sure yeah okay you step into that room mhm easy enough it's an empty room there's nobody in that room the lights are out the door is open Convenient. Uh, You step in and uh, you see the man. He just walks up. His face is shaded, and you know he's got the big, big hat on. Mm -hmm. His collars up, and he sort of walks by the room, glances in, looks around the room. Stanley, you you catch the glimpse of somebody looking in the room. Just some guy. You don't really see who it is, and then he just walks off.
4: I want to follow him.
3: All right. He just heads off down the hallway. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a sign that says stairs at the end of the hallway. He's uh, heading that general direction. He um, he's, he just opens the door to the stairs and goes in.
4: I will follow. I'll try to catch the door before it closes completely, so I can okay. step in and then let let it latch behind me.
3: All right, latch. Uh, you you do so. He's uh, he's down like a flight of stairs ahead of you, and he's heading down. I'll try to. You're on the second basically. floor.
4: Yeah, I'll try to move down the stairs quietly so he doesn't hear me walking above him.
3: Okay. Do you have any kind of a? Do you have? I don't know, <clears throat> a from you have a character sheet for me. I have stealth. Right? Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah. It's one of my best skills. I'm a burglar, after all.
3: I rolled you're a five. do good. You're using different dice than last week. So. I guess. <laughs> Shh, all right. Don't
4: tell Stanley.
3: E- easy enough. You 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 you're down the stairs. You get behind the fellow. He he goes down to the main floor. I, I won't make you roll again. He gets out into the main floor where it's busier
4: uh-huh.
3: he, and he just starts heading towards the exit. Follow him. And he, continues. he goes out the exit and he follow, goes into the park. Into a, There's a cab outside, uh-huh. like there's lots of a few cabs.
4: There's a few and he cabs. hails
3: one, gets inside. I, I get into another. Oh, one. sorry. He opens the door. Sorry.
4: I get into another cab. Okay. And I tell him
3: to follow him. Do you say it right? Do you say, follow that car?
4: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Follow that car.
3: (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, he, he literally the cab leaves and drives a relatively short distance to the Omni hotel. Stops in front of the Omni hotel and he gets out.
4: Keep following him. I'll tip the cabbie.
3: Okay. Um, You should probably, I'll say when you get to the Omni, it's not, it's not a problem because honestly, it's a pretty, pretty busy place this time of day. It's not uh, super busy, but busy enough that there's no real, he doesn't seem to be looking over his shoulder or watching for people following I mean, I would
4: still try to be careful just because, you
3: know, uh,
4: now that he's come to the Omni, I wonder if he's looking for us. So he might recognize me if he saw me. So I'm going to try not to, I'll try to avoid
3: his detection anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Whether it's you know the
4: old newspaper trick or whatever, yes. you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> easy enough. Um, he, as you're following him, he he does turn as he get gets into the elevator he gets into the elevator, he walks in and he's turning around. Can I get in with him? It's 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 a uh, it's your contact, um, Brent. Uh, sorry, it, sorry. Don't ignore what I just said. Um, not your contact. It's, uh, he, it's a fellow, he's a, uh, he, could you do a spot hidden? Sure.
4: Nope. <laughs> I rolled a
3: 93. Well, he looks like an upstanding person. <laughs> he looks very he's just a dude, huh? Just a
4: dude. He's just a dude. Buying on guy. Stanley and looking down at Stanley and then coming back to the Emmy Hotel. I'm going to see where he goes. What floor does he press?
3: He goes up to the sixth floor. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's the botany pushes. Mm-hmm. I push the uh, seventh floor, okay he just he's humming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just some little ditty mm-hmm. in his head, nothing you can recognize uh <clears> goes <throat> up to the sixth floor Ding. I feign like like real uh interest in this
4: newspaper article <laughs> okay, like can you believe this at this rate the the Red sox are gonna be the worst team in the league.
3: He says oh hi I, I, I only follow uh I only follow sports uh, from out west where I used to live. That's all he says. He says elevator door opens, he steps off.
4: Before the door closes, I kind of try to stop it
3: and I look to see where okay. he's going. But isn't i uh, I would say that there's probably someone in the operating the elevator in this.
4: Oh, yeah, there, there would be, wouldn't there? Yeah.
3: Yes. He's opening the gate. Yeah, so you're like stop. Shit. No. Yeah, I'm
4: not. I'm really, really poor in the 1920s. Sorry. That's okay. I yeah. wasn't there either. Um.
3: Right, right, right. Yeah. So I will.
4: I will stop him. I'll stop him by handing him like a five-dollar bill or something. Yeah. Oh, he goes and then well, I'll slip just off. Doesn't... Okay. And I'll still try to follow. He, he the guy without being
3: noticed. Literally, he walks down the elevator three doors uh, to the left. Puts a key in the lock. And turns and looks right at you.
4: <laughs> I, I don't this get a stealth. I, just, I guess I can't. It's not in the middle of the hall, yeah. Um, is going to help you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm in the room over next door.
3: Oh. All right. I'll try to keep it down.
4: 6.07. I was thinking 7.07. Keeps messing me up.
3: He just smiles. Goes in his room. Is that your room number, seven oh seven? Did you do you, do you accidentally say your room number? Or are you just okay. Just no, I was go just go saying
4: go. because because I had originally said I was going to the seventh floor, and now I'm getting off at the sixth floor. I'm just trying to cover my ass. I can roll fast talk if you want.
3: Yep. Sure.
4: Um, that's, that's a hard success.
3: Okay. He just nods, smiles. Have a nice one. Goes in his room, shuts the door, and you hear the latch go chink.
4: Right ahead for the stairs. Okay. And I'm go into whatever rooms we have with uh, Dr. Brody and oh yeah, I have a room next to them. So yeah, I go to the the, the three rooms that we've rented.
3: All right. Well, well hey. you're you're arriving, I'm <coughs> gonna say Jeff, you you've been looking through the files. Uh, you're you wanted to look at the file from Northern Ontario, like uh, that's the one you were looking at first. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has a very detailed history of the founding of the town, uh, the, the opening of the originally the mill and then the mine opening later on in time. It has some handwritten notes on various persons who are historical figures that you've heard of in the town, including some that are still alive, as far as you know. It has a section on Dominion mining, the mine. Um, it Then it gets into the more nitty gritty where it actually talks about the findings of the carvings in the, in the caverns underneath the, the mountainous area. It has information, referring to another file but it does say see other file of re creatures c file re star city uh c file re and it's got some other things you do like other references that don't seem to pertain to what you, you you know the the events of being there but uh it's generally a very good up to the point of the things that happened that happened details of everything about the town. And it does mention cultists. It mentions the stones, that there are three. It mentions that there's like a a summoning stone, a control stone, and what they're calling a power stone. Uh, The one interesting reference you say is a clamp. You just see it just says, clamp already acquired, clamp in storage.
5: Sorry, you're saying clamp? C-l-a-m-p? C-l-a-m-p. Clamp, yeah.
3: Yes. Sorry, Futurama reference. But uh, yes, so it's references a clamp. The stones. It reference. It does reference another file. The history of the stones is referenced in a separate file that you do not have. Uh, it's pretty accurate write up of what happened to you guys in the town and what happened in the town from the vantage point of someone who's been there afterwards and gathered information, but not necessarily talking to you.
5: All right. Very
3: interesting. Could you, could you roll a spot hidden though? You need a pretty good success on this one.
5: I believe that's a double zero double zero sorry triple zero right? well i have the elder dice so it's actually two elder yeah. signs so i'm uh, thinking that's bad
3: you you, Hit you accidentally <laughs> spill your coffee on the file folder
5: paper cut oh, i hate dogs just Ah. as
3: just as john's coming in the room perhaps the sound of the door opening and you're you're getting in into details look at this look at this all the stuff is reminding you of everything that happened and you just knock this coffee over the whole file folder the papers are covered in coffee i mean it's not so bad it's not like there's a waiting for you to set them on fire or anything but you've got them wet and you're just scrambling grabbing towels out of the bathroom and doing what you can to dry them off, but uh, everything is wet. Some of these, these drawings, there's actually some drawings of the creatures and of the the things on the wall that were found in the caverns. Now some of them are smeared because they're <coughs> papers kind of vellum-y kind of thin paper. Uh, what
4: immense. the hell are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> you scared me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, we're
1: I, like... used a, I used a key we're like the worst code breakers in the world aren't
4: we? <laughs>
3: Nothing well, I is saw Stanley destroyed but it's a mess.
4: I saw Stanley he's feeling a lot better.
1: Well that's good but you didn't break him out tonight.
4: Nah, they said he should stay another night.
1: All right. Well, he's we'll up, up t- and
4: walking around everything eating Rubens he's doing fine.
1: All right, so tomorrow night he should be out then. Good. Um Did you find but anything Hey listen. To me?
4: There's a problem, though.
1: What's the problem? Some
4: guy, some guy watching us. He's up in 6.05. How
1: the hell can anybody know that we were here?
4: Well, I don't know, but I saw this guy at the hospital. He gave me the creeps for some reason. I don't know why. It's something about the... Uh,
1: you saw a guy at the hospital, and now he's here?
4: Yeah, he went oh, over shit. and he peeked into Stanley's room, and then he came here, and he's up on on 6. I'm assuming we're lower than 6 now for some reason, but yeah, okay.
1: I think we're on seven.
4: Are we on seven for real? Yeah. No, you clearly. Oh, shit. I was know. just joking. I was just making up numbers earlier. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, he's down on six.
1: <coughs> what did he look like?
4: Well, you know, dark clothes, fedora hiding most of his facial features most of the time. He looked sketchy. It was me. It sure wasn't me. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, you... I talked to him a little bit in the elevator about the Red Sox. God, they ooh, ooh. suck. Was he a cop? Didn't look like a cop. A
1: bit, but how could anybody know we were here? And who? I mean, could it be somebody else from Dominion? But there was somebody else there. I don't think they saw him. Well, I don't know, though. man.
4: But he peeked in on Sandy, didn't go in the room, and then he left and I followed him here. Yeah, he's out
1: at 6.05. He peeked in on Stanley. What if these things could change the way they looked? I don't know.
4: Well, I would say that's crazy talk, but given what I've seen in the last 24 hours, I don't even know what that means anymore.
1: I don't know what to do. I i I'm, I've become so paranoid about all of this. I, I'm, I'm well, maybe we should
4: page. go. Uh, maybe we should go talk to that guy down in six oh five and find out what the hell he's doing.
1: Is he alone? It was Not all alone.
4: Me, I didn't go in his room.
1: I guess we could. I mean, it couldn't hurt. I mean. You got a baseball
4: bat or something?
1: uh, Um, I don't know. Just in case you got
4: to bust him up.
1: I don't want to bust anybody up, but we could intimidate him into telling us who the hell he is. What if he's nobody? What if he's just some guy? You know
4: what's really intimidating? A baseball bat in the grill.
3: There's a knock on your door. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, sorry. There's a knock on the adjoining room door. No, wait. That would be where Percy is.
1: Oh, Percy?
3: You can, you, I'm assuming you probably have the door open between the two. And you hear Percy. Oh, oh,
1: oh, I'll say Percy. And I'll, I'll go through the door. But I'm going to peek out through the.
3: There's nobody. You look out the door, there's nobody that you can see. Desperately there's looking a, for a baseball bat or something.
1: A, grab something. I'm going to open there's up the door pot. and peek. I'm going to put the, put the pot thing pot. on the on the latch. And yeah. open it just a little bit and peek. And I'm looking downward to see if there's somebody scrunched down.
3: There's nobody that you can see, but there is something in front of the door.
1: There's something in front of the door. Hold on. So I undo the latch. My uh, what what does it look like? A package or a letter?
3: There's a there's a package with a letter st- on top of it.
1: Just, right.
3: Sorry, there's a package with a letter on top of it. There is no further wording.
1: Okay, I open up really quickly, grab it, and I pull it inside. And I close the door, Watch it. Okay, we got a package. Hopefully, it's not a bomb. Does it take no not ticking. Ticking. All right, let's see what this is. Let's look at the letter first.
3: Inside the envelope, which is not sealed, it's just a, it's a Omni hotel envelope, is a second envelope that is sealed and a note piece of notepaper from the Omni folded in half. Okay. It says, you look at the notepaper, it says, gentlemen, I apologize for the subterfuge. But its best we aren't seen together and it says bs on the bottom
1: sterling you don't know what sterling looks like do you me yeah
4: i would think i would
1: oh yeah so you would
3: have done it no i don't
4: i don't know what sterling looks like
3: no you were hired by dean
4: oh sorry sorry sterling sterling fuck dean the dean the, yeah.
3: dean, what? dean is the what? dean is the pilot that uh, worked for Dominion. Dockwell was it or something?
1: Or? All right, all right. Montgomery.
3: Montgomery. <laughs> all right. Dave Montgomery.
1: Maybe that's who's downstairs. Um, let's open up the pack. Well, let's. Who the
4: fuck is? Who the fuck is BS?
1: That's Prince Sterling. Fortunate
3: set of initials.
1: Um, the smaller envelope does it have a name on it?
3: It says to. It says to Dr. Brody and crew okay mm
1: (coughs) let me open this up so i'll open it up and look at it
3: it's handwritten not in the best of handwriting but you immediately see that it is it says dear dr brody and others i hope you are doing well clayton and i arrived across the border separately per your instructions we traveled separately Back to Pardue Mills. When we arrived, we went about our business and tried to escape the horrors of the events in Ohio. I don't know what Clayton was doing for a couple weeks, but I decided to check in on him. When I got to his house, it was trashed. Door was hanging off its hinges, windows broken, furniture broken, things everywhere. There was blood on his icebox. Not a lot, but it didn't look like he'd been carving up any caribou anytime recently. I don't know what happened to him. I looked around, I searched around, and the only thing I found of note was this box of letters. So I sent it to you via, th- via I shouldn't say via, through by, by way of our friend Mr. Sterling. And I hope you can make sense of it all. I've, I'm about to call the police but I'm waiting for a bit to gather my senses. And then she says, I'll make sure I'm at the bar every other night at seven o'clock waiting for your call in case you want to talk to me.
1: It's from Ma. M.M. Yeah. Ma McKenzie. Clayton's apparently gone. Uh, Looks like he's either abducted or killed. Uh, Let's look in the box see what we got here. Letters.
4: Who's Clayton? Who?
1: Clayton is uh, one of our compatriots. You would have met him except that he and Ma went back to uh, Purdy Mills uh, just before you arrived. Uh, he is, he's part of this whole thing. But now he's either dead or captured. You can read the note for yourself. Uh, Ma McKenzie is an amazing woman. Um, real mountain woman. Um,
5: sorry, can I, I think I missed something. The How did Brent Star, Sterling figure into this?
3: Brent, Brent Sterling. Helped you guys out. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tom.
1: The, the package and the envelope outside were put there by Brent. He's probably the guy downstairs in the building. Okay. So,
5: he wrote the first note saying we can't be seen together, right?
1: Correct. Okay. And then inside the envelope there was another envelope addressed to me from Ma. Gotcha. And the gotcha. box is apparently Clayton's box of letters. Okay. Gotcha. So we can Thank go through you. this. Did did my uh did my musings earlier come to anything writing down the two different versions of
3: yes. the text? Yes. Um I'm trying to think what an accurate what a, I would just say it's, it's, it's just a matter of you taking your time to do it, and you did that. By You were able to discern that there's two sets of words very close, but things were changed. The, the lighter version was one set of words. The darker version was the modified set. So you've actually been able to separate them just by looking at it, just by being very careful and meticulous. You have two sets of words Okay. It's still gibberish. It's still like phonetic.
1: And if I'm looking at the phonetics and I am in my head trying to think of how I would pronounce the word, does any of the words sound like a word in a language that I've heard spoken? No, Espanol no. looks very much like Espanol. French looks like French. Mm-hmm.
3: No, nothing Germanic, nothing okay. um Latin. All right. I mean, so it's I it's 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 more guttural, more a lot of consonants, um, a lot of co- pairings of letters that you you recognize, but not the way they're being used.
1: Okay, so unrecognizable language, maybe even a code. Um, all right, shall we look through the the letters in the box? Let's see what's in here.
3: All right. um, Well, these are letters that it's going to take you a while. You're digging through them. Uh, I assume you're all looking at them unless John's going to do something different. Uh, Percy, Percy's up. He's, he's looking through the diary he's gone off and take a look at the diary himself. He's making notes and muttering to himself and then looking for coffee and maybe a tipple. The letters are from a man who never signs his name. He only ever writes the the initial C at the bottom of the letter. They are a series of love letters that start around the early 1900s. And they talk about, they're, they're directed to a woman and the woman's name is Marie. Marie sounds about right. Marie, that's not, not important. He just calls her Marie. There's no last names used in anything you see, and this is letters, years and years of letters, and they they all reference. I hope the enclosed money helps you and our son. The like every he's the person is always sending her money. Uh, there's no postmarks on any of the letters. They're, they're so they've been delivered by a courier of some sort. They haven't been delivered in the regular postage. Um, there's no return addresses. They start out with him saying, you know why I left. I had to leave. I can't trust them anymore. I hope they're leaving you alone. There's, I hope the money helps you out. Uh, please don't go back to Pardue Mills. Keep our son in Toronto where he belongs. It's safe. Uh, then I'm, co- I'm going to come to get you someday. That's the kind of theme that is in the letter. And now over time, the letters become a little less frequent instead of like a monthly letter it's like less frequent every couple months every few months and he talks about how busy he is and how he's been setting up a new practice and someday he'll come to get her but he's he's changing his name uh, he'll have to find a way to get her to find him or have to come and get her and there's no, you can some of the letters you actually if you do like do a spot hidden just for interest
1: oh no I'm thinking from, is this, it's from C to Marie? Yes. Clayton, C. Why would he have all these letters?
3: Well, Clayton was 35, or is 35. Clayton right now, 1929, is 35. These letters are from approximately when he would be two or three years old. To to about five or six years old.
1: Maybe these were two clayton's mother from someone
3: you get the gist that he's talking about their son whoever this c is right and he's 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 sending money he's saying that he has to keep keep in hiding and then he's saying that he misses her he would like her to come live with him but he's trying to find a way then the letters get less and less frequent and it almost it appears that he's still sending money after a while but then it slowly starts he's not he's not writing as often um, hold on i got a.
0: and then isn't. he's
3: just he he's just telling her that he loves her he misses her and it slowly becomes just talking about his life his new life these, and then uh, they just end
1: these don't seem like any kind of relevance to our I don't know what this is, what to make of this. Any ideas, folks?
5: Um, Mr. Sterling thought it was important, so it's got to be
1: Party Mills. Well, maybe he didn't.
4: That's, uh, <laughs> it's way above my pay grade. Uh, speaking of which, i got to talk to Dean about my rates.
1: This is, in, this is in Party Mills. And it's involving Clayton. Boy, they got me. I don't even know if these have anything to do with anything. Maybe he thought they were important, but he didn't leave us any kind of
3: clue as to why they would be important. Jeff, are you looking at them as well?
5: Um, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm picturing Brody was looking at them, and then maybe after he read them, he set them aside, and then I'd pick it up and look at it. I I would, that's my thought, but make a, make a spot hidden yourself. I think there is a pass. Yes, pass.
3: All right, um, round about one of the last letters. The one that says I'm going to be changing my name. Instead of signing that one letter with a C. Because Dr. Brody brought up all these letters that are signed with a C. Hold on for a second. He says, Dr. Brody's like, who is C? Who is C? How does this pertain to Clayton? And you see that one of the letters is initialed CD. Only one.
5: CD.
1: What was Dearworth's first name? Arthur. CD.
3: do you want to hazard a idea
5: role maybe Kalen Deacon
1: who's Kalen Deacon
5: I can't see the GM's face to see if there was a reaction when I said that I,
3: there was no reaction. There was no reaction. Um, Everybody's
5: Caelan, BS or CD. Kalen Deacon is. is the owner of Dominion.
1: Oh, I thought Deerworth was. Uh,
3: no, Deerworth is is uh, acting director, like a his right hand man.
5: <clears throat> Deerworth is his chairman. Reginald.
1: Kalen Deacon. I mean, what's the what's the significance? Um,
3: Did you make that idea roll, or was it fails? Yeah,
1: I got a twenty-nine, which is actually yes. um, almost an
3: extreme that it's a heart. The name Clayton. You're like Clayton, Clayton, our Clay- friend Clayton, <clears throat> Clayton Perry, Clayton Perry. Hold on, <laughs> um, Clayton Perry. The, the name Clayton is just you're thinking C. Clayton, but this is this is Clayton's mother, perhaps Clayton. Clayton. Um. And then uh, you think, oh, Clayton Debussy, C. D.
1: Oh, Clayton Debussy, Dr. Clayton Debussy. So, are we suggesting that Dr. Clayton Debussy, who was in Pardew Mills, if this is him, has a third piece, which we already guessed, but that he was, in fact, maybe Clayton's father? I don't know it seems like a huge convoluted story. Let's see this is all a huge
3: convoluted story.
1: yeah uh, well, what do you guys want to do next? <laughs> this has to ponder around in our heads for a while.
3: I gotta go see Stanley again. I told him I'd bring him something to read. Yep. It's dinner time. You guys have been looking at these letters for ages. Um, but I'll just say that Percy <clears throat> came out, and he, he's hes he got the, the the diary in his hands. And he says, I've been reading through this man's thoughts. <laughs> I have to think he's an old codger. He's got all kinds of crazed thoughts. I don't know what he's on about half the time. <clears throat> but after Percy explains, he says, the man writes every minutiae about his day everything going on he's absolutely meticulous and this diary only covers the last month just sorry and all what you got out of him was he was going to attempt to utilize something an artifact and he had some wording that his son had sourced through research with uh, all the other artifacts in the warehouse that through his knowledge of this the scroll that was in the office that his son had came up with this set of words and he was going to be using them the night that you found him there's other information in the diary as well about day-to-day operations about trying to find uh the other artifact about going to uh, send out another team down south to try to see if they could try to locate the last piece. But generally, the man was his patience was wearing thin. He wanted all three stones, and he was just going to try it out and see. And just because he was under the assumption that he could con, he could use this stone to get some more force behind his efforts to to find the uh, the the other the last artifact and the one you have as well. He mentions you by name, Doctor Barone.
1: So he's gonna to try to use the stones to find the third stone. We ain't gonna try that. <laughs> that's that's a terrifying prospect. What if those Miko just show up and eat us all? Right?
4: Wait, wait, wait! They they eat people too.
1: Oh, well, I just said that. I just I don't know if they eat people or not, but. Mostly they just take them apart and put them back together again in different forms. Jesus Christ, that's worse. I told you, they took the the heads off of people and put caribou heads on top of them.
4: Yeah, but that was when I thought you were crazy and I didn't believe anything you were telling me.
1: Yeah, I wasn't crazy. Fucking terrifying.
3: Hmm. Well, You're going to go to the hospital, you said?
4: Yeah, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to get Stanley something else.
1: I I think we need to get Stanley out of there and get the hell out into into Florida. That's going to be quite a drive. And then we'll figure out from there. See if we can find this doctor. uh, Dr. Clayton um, Debussy.
4: I'll swing by, get something else to eat for Stanley, you know, so he because I'm sure the hospital dinner is probably disappointing. So, I don't know. 1920s. Uh, Do did, did they have pizza? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get oh, a yeah. pizza. Meatballs. Fucking... Yeah, I'll show up there with a pizza. And, um... <coughs> yeah. You know what? Oh, shit. No, we're in Providence now. I probably don't know anybody around here. I was going to try to get them a bottle of booze. Now, just a pizza. Girlfriend might no, we're
1: in one. We're in uh in prohibition, right? Well, now. that's right? what it was. Right. I was
4: gonna try to get yeah. Yeah, that's right. No wait,
1: we're, no we're not. I forgot which year it was.
4: <laughs> yeah, it ended in nineteen thirty three. We're still uh, a few years away from the end of prohibition. So Yeah, no, I'll just get a pizza anyway, bring it over to him.
3: Okay. Easy enough. You manage to find some kind of pizza type something and you bring it over to him. Uh, Mm -hmm. No problem. You go in the hospital. Uh, You walk in the front door and Mm -hmm. uh, the lady at the desk, a different nurse now, she says, oh, uh, can I help you? Yeah,
4: I'm here to see my cousin Stanley. He's in room, whatever room he's in.
3: 207 or something like that. Yeah, Easy enough. 207. Yeah, she says, oh, absolutely. He's a He's 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 up and around. He's 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 chatting up everybody. He's he's in a great mood.
4: Oh, huh. good to hear. Yeah, he's a he's a tough guy, Stanley. Uh, he'll be out of here. He'll be out of here in the morning. I bet you.
3: All right. Well, you. He's. You can see the doors open. The, the different orderly sitting outside in the hallway. Still humming, similar tune, not same. Waiting for people mm. to tell them what to do. Yep. Okay, you go in. Stanley's sitting there in his bed, sitting up, looks bored out of his mind, but he's got a smile when he sees you. So, <clears throat> ah, welcome back.
4: Yeah, here I brought you a newspaper. Ah, and, delightful. Uh, and some book. I don't know. This was a bestseller on the on the shelf. Whatever the hell it is. That, was.
2: Uh, it probably sucks, but you know. The Vermis Mysteries, huh?
4: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, the Times loved it. Yeah.
2: So, well, thank you very much. Listen, uh, I've been trying to, uh, been trying I'm to do a, a, a hand of cards or something with the orderlies, but uh, got stonewalled for the past hour or so. Yeah. Hmm. Yep.
4: Now I'm no lawyer, but do I have any law knowledge? No, I don't. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it's not illegal to check yourself out of the hospital, right? Nope. Uh, Not unless it's psychiatric hospital. Right. He's not under psychiatric care, right?
3: do Not at all. He's been assessed. He's he's within his own, has his faculties. He's just a little dizzy at times and occasionally mumbles something about monsters.
4: How many slices of pizza has he eaten already? Two. He's fine. Come on, Sam. Let's get you out of here. Just check, us check you out. That's the gauge. The
2: pizza mm-hmm. gauge.
4: He's eating two slices of pizza in this few minutes. It's uh, internationally he,
2: recognized. Fine.
4: Yeah. He, you know, doctor always says if he's eating, sleeping, shitting, he's doing okay. So,
3: Well,
2: you sure you're not a uh, medical
4: professional there, John? I, maybe I should have been in another Super life. Fun.
2: Ah, seems sound enough. Seems sound enough by sure. me. The doc's Let's talking uh, about
4: going to Florida or something, and uh, he's in. Ah, a movie, Florida, so.
2: huh? Yeah, we're gonna. It's kind of warm down there. That sounds nice.
4: We're gonna we're gonna stop this alien crab bug invasion thing.
2: Y- yeah. Sure. Sure. So I'll
4: probably stand pretty close to him anyway, all the way, walking out down to the desk to check him out, because I want to make sure he doesn't fucking fall down again, just in case, you know.
3: Okay. Um, Stanley, I, you I'm want to in make my a...
2: clothes. I'm in my clothing, right? Like, they, they didn't put me in a smock or something?
3: Well, yeah, well, you were in a smock. You're going to have to get dressed. Your clothing okay. is there, though. It's in a closet or something. I'll um, go out in the hallway and give him some Definitely. Definitely doing Jesus. that. Yeah. The orderly is just sitting there. He goes, you guys need anything? you need me to go get anything? How's your nope. Friend? No. Oh,
2: He's I'm doing, doing great. I am doing great.
3: Good stuff. All right. Okay. So what's your plan? He's dressed. There you go.
4: All right. Let's go down to the desk and check him out.
3: The nurse is like, are you sure? You just got checked in last week, last night. You Normally, we'd expect you to stay for a couple of days with that kind of a wound in your head
2: oh it'll be fine it'll be fine his wife really misses him
3: and and when i'm and when
2: i'm out out of here i'll actually uh you know people actually play cards with me
3: looking at you hank cards with you (laughs) i was losing to you that's the problem winning you were losing to me is the problem well she gets the paperwork to sign you out it's not a problem you can sign out um she does say that. Do you want to see the doctor before you leave? He's he's just about finishing his shift. Do you want to check in with him one more time?
4: <coughs> no, that'll be fine. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. And I'll grab him by the arm, and start leading him out of the hospital.
3: Okay. She steps out from behind the counter, like she's a little concerned about this, that whether he's being coerced to leave or not. But just roll a dexterity I'll, I'll, just to make sure. I'll flash her. You a,
2: st- I'll flash her a thumbs up.
3: Yeah, you just flash. Don't her we roll a slight of hand your door up. when you got dressed?
4: <laughs> would you uh, say real dexterity
2: that's okay that's a hard i'm i'm, I'm really dexterous hard. right now yeah
3: all right well you actually are able to make it you uh you survive the uh the, the trip you don't fall down and you make it right out of the the, the, the door the the end the, 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 are you going down the elevator or are you going to take the stairs out uh, let's uh, let's take the elevator. We'll take the elevator. Yeah, geez, come on. All right. Yeah. <coughs> the uh, I, the bidding, you know, you push the button, you go I'm, down. I'm not longer.
4: I'm not completely <laughs> insensitive to his physical uh, situation. You know. I just <laughs> want to get him the hell out of here. And the the hundred eighty
2: right. the hundred eighty concrete steps going from the uh, front of the elevator down to the road.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You make it. You make it out. You make it down the stairs. You uh, did you drive to get him or walk to get him?
2: How
4: you far is have it? Asked that. From the Omni?
3: It's, you took a cab back last time.
4: That's true. And, and it so, was a, maybe uh, a
3: three or four minute cab ride.
4: <clears throat> I don't have my car here, right? We're, we're here in, no, um, in one car. Dr. Brody's car or
3: something, if I recall correctly. I don't remember. Yeah, you'd have to take a cab or walk back a few blocks.
4: No, we'll take a cab. Okay. Easy enough. It's, not, it's, it's still before 7 p.m., right? During visiting hours. Yep, so.
3: it's still before 7, so... Easy enough. to Get a cab there. Great. Take us to the Omni. Takes you right back to the Belt. Art to the to the Omni.
2: Yep. Ah, oh, so this is the Omni. This. Yeah. Uh, kind of This nice. episode
4: of Solstice brought to you by Providence Hotels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ones that we've both been in a lot.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you get in, you're in the front door. People are looking at you because you got a bandage on your head, and you know there are people looking at you. And,
4: going on. I'll mean mug anybody who looks at him too hard like, hey, have some respect, okay? This man just got out of the hospital. Leave him alone.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. You don't know,
4: should so be gawking at that giant fucking thing on the front of your face. You call a nose, do you? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Jeez, Stanley, some people have no manners in this fucking town. <laughs>
2: Uh, you should be a little nicer but uh that's funny yeah that was a really big nose
4: see that thing jesus it's like a skyscraper growing in the front
2: of his face you could stop traffic with that thing
3: now stanley um just so you know you you're not 100% okay you you're you're playing it up like oh it's all good haha you're managing to allow yourself to walk in a straight line you're able to do that kind of stuff for a bit but after you get out of sight of people like you're you're in the elevator you feel like oh boy you're holding on to the side to hold yourself up because you're not you're not a hundred percent and so you know uh you didn't escape this completely without some kind of damage as much as you discussed what happened the night before you're losing memory of bits and pieces still. Like things are still coming and going. So, yeah, you're, you're not 100% and you recognize this, but I, I, you are t- trying to hide it from everybody because you're happy to be out of there.
4: I want to help him out too. You know, I'll help him if he's brace himself or something. You know what I mean? Like,
3: yeah. Yep. Oh, I don't just mean physically. I mean mentally, he's <clears throat> not 100% either. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about his mental capacities, but.
4: I mean, it's no concern in mine, you know. I just want to get him to the hotel room so he can lay back down. Yeah. You want a beer or something? I'm sure I got something. For you. I'm,
2: I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure the the doc said uh, no no drugs or alcohol with the uh, the the pain meds that I got.
4: Fair so enough. he also said Let's, no
2: let's coffee, hold off on that.
3: Right. you don't have any pain meds with you so you know and um they weren't giving you a bottle they were just darn them to you so you are pain medless so,
2: I didn't walk you, out of there with a ahead. shopping cart full of uh, <laughs> morphine and stuff
1: I could probably just get that at the the, the drugstore on the corner this oh, If likely.
4: only and if only you knew somebody who like could break into places and steal things
2: but... Oh yeah yeah that would be useful. It's almost a shame that all the people I know are fine, upstanding individuals. Well, you're all, all right, back. So <clears throat> I'll let the oh, guys no, in own room. Right. Yeah, I'll
4: knock on Brody's right. door. Because um, wow. I know Percy's probably sleeping. He's been sleeping all day. That weirdo. He's, he's back, huh? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's laying down. He he still needs his rest. We don't want to push him too hard, but yeah, he checked himself out tonight.
1: No, well, I think then we should get out of here. Maybe tomorrow, he <laughs> can rest in the car. It's going to take oof. a lot of hours to drive to
4: Florida in nineteen twenty nine. Oh, Could you even do it? I don't even. Three days. Three days it'll take us.
3: Yep. Three days. That's what I got.
4: There were no highways, right? Oh uh, Goddamn, cross country adventure. Yeah.
2: Yeah you could do it in 2 days if you've got someone playing banjo the entire time
3: <sighs> really fast in the back seat <clears throat> it's it's John like 1100 kilometers or something <laughs> like that or whatever that is in miles um, yeah you can you, you have to do it in stages i mean it's not the kind of drive you're going to do all in, like an all nighter right. you need to be able to get gas in the evening and that sort of thing.
1: and that's just to tallahassee which is just the
3: top of Right,
1: Florida,
4: in the Panhandle.
1: One of the things that came up with the Okefenokee Swamp isn't that down on the bottom of Florida,
3: George, Georgia.
4: Oh, so that's panhandle,
0: panhandle
3: as well. It's 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 if you're looking at Tallahassee on a map, it's to the right and up.
2: Okay, so it's
4: it's, it's not, not Panhandle, okay. not Panhandle, but it's still
3: northern Florida. Why do I know this? I'm not even from the states. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I what I was saying
1: is that we also heard Okie Finoki Swamp. And I I thought for
4: sure Okie Finoki
1: was That sounds way down like a that bottom. sounds
4: like a song that you'd play on the banjo. It
1: does. Um, anyways. Mm-hmm. That's seminal Indian territory. Um hmm. so I guess there's nothing to do but wait. It's a bunch of <laughs> weird love letters here. Not very erotic.
0: Hmm.
1: There Man, there may well, see, be a connection. Uh, P- Providence, Providence sucks. There well, may be a there may be a connection between uh, um, our friend Clayton and that that doctor. But I can't. Uh, Clayton would have been his son. So you think Dominion, Dominion kidnapped his son, so that they could try to get to him? That might make sense.
3: Do you want to do another look through the letters to sort <clears throat> and tie it in you could do a, if you do a some more research with you could do research with the letters and also the file you could sort of try to combine some of the information right. to you
1: yeah i'll sit and do that i'm not that tired let uh, stanley rest
3: Yeah, stanley can rest uh, it's i guess I'm, i will do you have what do you what do you wish to roll against that you feel would be most appropriate?
0: Um,
1: I'm
3: sorry, I'm sniffling away. Let's
0: see. You.
1: I suppose it would just be intelligence putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. You think? Yep.
3: All right. Well, it'll take you another few hours. But uh, what do you
1: got? Got seventy-seven out of eighty-five.
3: Okay. Another few hours, and you sort of try to piece together what's in the file about Ontario. And there was another file about Ohio that had very similar information. Um, I'm just going to assume Jeff sort of started digging through that once he went through the Ontario one. Though a little less information because it's more recent. And what you put together is Dominion found the underground caverns, found this writing on the walls, and they knew that there was this this uh, Pardue had wanted to start the Star City this fanciful city and <clears throat> they were investigating they found out these creatures were existing in the nearby area but before any of that ever happened when Pardue was starting to to do his work there was a doctor on the payroll of Dominion and the doctor was Clayton DeBussy, and he had a wife named Marie. And he disappeared in the night one time, sometime round about 1905, leaving his wife and child in Pardue Mills. And he is—he took off with an artifact. And they have—they there's no record of them having found him since. They know that originally he was from Florida, but they haven't been able to track him down. They haven't been able to find anything down south connected with him. So they focused on on the family for a while. Then the wife and child moved back to Toronto, and uh, that's and then all they know is that after a while, Clayton moved back to Pardue Mills, became a sort of a hermit uh, hunter. And his name is now Clayton Perry. They don't know why.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. Anyone else? Other than that, I guess we just rest.
3: I'll, I'll let you do one more spot hidden just in case. Just this, You've already done your knowledge. I'll let you do a spot hidden.
1: My spot hidden did not pass.
3: Okay. Easy enough. All right. You're all tired. You're all zonked out. Percy's gone back to bed, sleeping again. If, uh, be roadside motels for a few days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pack light. Pack. Well, we got to pack what we got. It's everything we have.
4: Whose car is this, anyway?
5: Whose car oh, is it? Nobody knows.
3: You had a car, Doctor Brody, didn't you? You have yeah, um, you have a car and you have a trailer. That's I don't right. Know if you took it with you too. Yeah,
1: Providence. I would have brought everything. I would have brought everything with me. So, um, but the car probably was originally maybe Brenton uh, uh, Sterling's. Possibly, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And we're just using it. I mean, we could take my balloon. We could fly all the way to Florida. I don't think it would work. <laughs> We'd crash a few times on the way.
4: No fucking way! I'm not getting in that thing. <laughs>
1: it's perfectly safe. It's only It'd about thirty. Perfectly
4: safe for human beings to be up in the air like that. We'd have wings.
1: Oh, please. We've been doing this for a hundred years now.
4: No. Not we.
1: It's a true freedom to be up there.
4: You're a strange guy, Doc.
1: La Montgolfière, Beautiful. All right.
3: Next morning, I'm taking you all to sleep. Sleep the night away.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Stanley, you get another health point back. Okay. So you're feeling better, um, but you got a hell of a headache. I mean, it's, it's the stitches are irritating. Mm-hmm. So no, there's no massive, you're not bleeding like crazy, but you still got stitches and a little bit of bleeding, you know, a little bit of bleeding bandage. You need to change that bandage and you got a headache. You're, you're still having some memory issues, things coming and going. You wake up, you're like, I'm not in the hospital. What the hell going on? <clears throat> But uh, huh. you're up, Percy's up, and uh there you go. What you playing?
1: Well, I think we should head out. Any reason not to? I
4: don't know. Stanley's feeling good, right, Stanley? You feeling good?
2: Uh, Sure, sure.
4: You can
1: uh, sit in the back and rest.
2: Yeah. Speaking Which of
1: the first pers- person, you can lean on each other. <laughs> It's a huge backseat. You can fit, fit four people back there.
2: Maybe
3: a hammock or something. <laughs> for all those bumpy roads you'll be on.
1: All right. So off all we right. go.
3: Off you go. Well, so who's driving? Um, I'll drive. All right. First, first leg of the journey. Um, I'm assuming the most logical route is for you to uh, cut through Washington, D.C. on the way? Or do you have other... Do you want to pull up a map? and? Uh... Is it? Well, first, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going by major... major like the, the existing routes and major roadways. Well, let's see. You can take a longer route and drive, go different ways.
4: I don't think you would go through
3: D.C. coming from Providence. No, I think
1: we're no? going to go along the coast.
3: Okay. Might take a little uh, extra time.
1: Let's see. We will go. Uh, well uh let's see. Where are we? We are. You got maps in the glove box. You pick one up on at the gas
3: station when you fill up.
1: Uh, we take. We go Providence to New York to Philadelphia, Baltimore. Yeah, we might go Washington DC, um, Richmond. Oh,
4: yeah,
1: that. Just going along the coast.
4: Got some uh, long drive.
1: Uh, all the way down, Jacksonville, Florida. Wait, I went too far. Now, uh, well, yeah, no, Jacksonville, and then over to Tallahassee.
3: How far do you want to drive on the first day?
1: Uh, we'll drive for eight eight hours. Do we know how many hours it will take? I think I calculated it the other day. Mm-hmm.
4: Currently driving current speed limits, it would take eighteen yeah. hours and fifty-five minutes.
1: Yeah, I think it was like. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think at at regular at
2: our speed, do we have speed, a, we have a be... conversion rate for modern speed versus nineteen twenties speed?
4: I'm thinking it would be about <laughs> triple that, but I could be wrong. Uh, Didn't were, were cars doing like twenty mile an hour back then? No,
1: thirty-five. But I I'm thinking that maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe about 30 hours, considering that we're going to. So we'll say we drive for 10 hours a day. That makes it easy.
4: Yeah, um, fair enough. Uh,
1: in which case, we'll stop in, let's see, uh, we'll stop in, where is Providence? Uh, so. province? We'll say we stop in, uh, we'll say we stop in Baltimore. And then, I don't know, North Carolina. Uh, maybe we go to Charlotte, and then we stop in Tallahassee. About three days. Okay. Uh, Why do you have all the, the enemies time? waiting for us in that, in uh, Charlotte?
3: Well, I'm just. Uh, are you uh, are you driving yourself? Like, are you driving the whole distance, or is? Um,
1: not necessarily. If somebody else drives. Part of it.
3: Okay. Drive for five
1: hours. Somebody else drives for five hours, and we rest.
3: All right. Well, just to make it fair, everybody make a spot hidden. All right. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five.
1: No, I've been having really hard time with spot hidden.
4: I rolled a four. Very nice. I got a extreme success.
3: Okay, It's one.
2: I'm scrunching my eyes together because. Uh,
3: the sunlight's awfully head. bright. <laughs> Did your, your, head head, split. your head's not feeling so great. I, I'm going you to get assume get him you to probably Brooks? have some, some at, tr- aspirin or something like that, but it's not going to take, the, it's oh, not gonna probably. take it <laughs> the edge off.
2: It, uh, it doesn't help that Brody's finding every single pothole in this damn road. The
4: aspirin, you don't roots. need to take that shit. Here, this is what you need for pain. Pharmaceutical cocaine. <laughs>
2: Pharmaceutical
4: they sell it over the counter back then. You could buy it in the drugstore,
2: literally. Cocaine for pain. Yeah, yeah, that's a good option. <laughs>
3: Alright, you your spot hidden was success. you got a, success, a very strong success. After a while you're driving, you're getting close to the end of the day and you're just glancing around and you do do look out the back window at some point and you do get the sense that somebody there's a car that's been behind you for a while a little longer than you would think was normal given the number of twists and turns and stopping here and stopping there and you watch it for a bit and after you know you're watching it for an hour or so you just just to make sure and then (coughs) It it gets a little closer, and then it just turns off a side road and vanishes.
4: This is while I'm driving or while Dr. Brody's driving?
3: Uh, I'd say it's while you're driving. You're looking in a terror of sorts.
4: So just as I get convinced that it's actually following us, it turns and goes off another road. Yep, exactly. I'll chalk it up to paranoia, keep it to myself, and keep driving.
3: End of the first I'm day's not, drive. I'm not,
4: not doing a U turn in this thing. <laughs> no.
3: Well, you'd have to do like a three point or a six point turn or something with the yeah, thing you're doing. Okay. Right. Uh, end of the first day, you're stopping. You're going to get gas and get food and find a place to stay. <clears throat> Motel, not a problem for any of that. Um, next day starts. You just, I assume you just start driving again. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody make a spot hidden again.
1: Time I passed uh, was uh, hard.
3: Okay. It's one, two, three. I'm assuming you're not driving, Stanley. No. No. <laughs> I'll drive.
1: And Pitt, and Percy's not drive. driving either. Brody <laughs> okay. that.
3: Um, this is while you are drive while you are not driving, uh, Doctor Brody. You as well. You, you you heard John say that he saw a car following you, and you makes you think, well, maybe there's something to it. And you start looking in the back and behind. And you see, a car following at a relatively close, but you know, far enough you can't see the people distance. And same thing happens. It's following you, and just at the point after an hour or so where you're thinking you you've mentioned it, maybe you're saying, what are that? It turns off into a like a an industrial park in a small town you drive through and it turns off and it's like just gone dusty side road
1: hmm. Black i think sedan. there might be i don't know i guess i i wanted to say there was a car following us for the last hour but maybe they just happened to be going in the same direction we are they turned off
4: same thing happened to me yesterday
1: Well, the thing is, is that the second they turn off, we're getting farther and farther away from
4: them. All right. Well, tomorrow, whichever one of us is driving, we see a car. We think it's following us again.
1: Well, I think the license plate started with with a K. So you see a license
4: plate with a K. Then we, uh, what do we do? We stop, confront them?
1: I don't know. If they turned off right now, we could completely change our route, but I don't want to.
5: Sterling found us in Providence with some sort of magical <laughs>
1: a witch. radar. Yeah. Could be what Sterling. I'm saying is it, could it be might Sterling. be Sterling following why would he? Why would he turn off? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure I'm completely sane anymore. I'm pretty sure he's not Stanley.
3: All right, they heard that. Draw. Hotel, <laughs> gas, food, the usual. Um, I assume at some point somebody's checking the tires of the car. Someone's yeah, checking yeah, yeah, sure. car, that kind of thing. Yeah, the gas station them. attendant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: they're supposed to.
3: Yep. And mm-hmm. they got the brown suits and the bow ties and the hats and everything. So you you wake up the next day and you do it all over again. This time the weather's getting a little wet. I mean, it's the time of year, it's starting to get some storms coming off the coast. Um, everybody make a spot hit.
2: Regular success.
1: Twenty one. That's also a hard.
2: I got a five.
1: Nice. All right. So we're all watching now.
3: You're all watching, and you're all getting a little paranoid. And even Percy's getting into the act. Of, Did he see anything? No, he didn't.
0: Hmm. He's
3: probably sleeping. Um, and then Stanley, you're, you're like, you're kind of second guessing yourself because you're like, you know, you're still a little bit dopey and headaches. And, and you see exactly what they described: car following you. But this time, <clears throat> you see that there are three people in the car. You can actually make out a person in the back and two people in the front. And you can make out that it's a, you're not a car guy, but you certainly make out sure that it's a very nice looking car. And uh, it does the same thing, follows for a while, gets a little closer, backs off this time, stays back a bit, gets a little closer. It's just sort of, it's sort of hanging back.
2: Huh. Uh, Who's driving? 50-50, uh, i 50, 50, I'll say. I see it. I see it in the. Oh, sorry. In the... All right. Do you do you see those? Uh, is that three guys in that car?
1: Is that a K? That license plate.
2: Yeah, I don't know that. They're, they're backing off, and I don't have my glasses on.
4: Let's, hold on. Let's, let's let's find out who it is. Stop.
1: Really? What if they all pull out guns? What if it's those mafia people?
4: Then go. We all have guns. <laughs> I don't have a gun. You
1: have right, a gun, I'm gonna, Jimmy. I'm going to pull over to the side of the road.
5: All right. I have, like have three three rifles and one pistol if I'm got rifles, one pistol. I got a crowbar.
4: <laughs> it's shaped
2: just like the So you kind of uh, just rust like, <laughs> <the laughs> <Dent. laughs> like, like the Just like the
4: Denton Stanley's head. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> match.
2: Kind of rusty on that bit there, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of. It's like brownish. <clears> throat> uh, throat> mm-hmm. So you stop. You should the clean car. that off.
3: Um, and the car, the other car, gets closer to you, but stops just just to the point where you can't see their faces. You just make out the shapes of them.
4: All right, I grab the crowbar and I start walking towards them. I get out of the car and start walking towards them.
3: Excellent. We're watching. All right you start walking towards him with crowbar and watching handling. you're
4: supposed to be backing me
3: up oh. <laughs> everyone's just looking wow what's he doing, <laughs> what's he doing? he's really confrontational
4: he's dealing with guilt
3: <laughs> So you, you do walk back and <clears throat> as you approach the car the two doors at the front the driver and the passenger the doors open Okay. And one fella steps out, and he shuts the door to the passenger side. The other fella steps out a bit, and then you you can hear some conversation happen. <clears throat> and he gets back and he pulls the door shut, and the person in the back gets out.
4: Jesus Christ! I look back and, and see nobody followed me, unless someone's. Uh, no, we were you.
1: following, but we're not following as quickly as you moved.
2: Oh, okay,
4: I thought you were just sitting in the car watching me. So.
2: Outwalks. Hey, uh, hey Jim, Jimmy. You should. Uh, you got your gun, right?
5: I'm sitting in the back seat, and I've got my rifle. Like,
2: okay, that's that's car. good. That's good.
5: Yeah. I'm not messing around. live in more a back windows this way.
3: Roaded. No one will notice.
2: <sighs>
3: right. Out walks a man, who. Yeah. Do you want to do a spot hidden just in case? I mean, I don't know what else you're draw, but it's probably the best, it's closest thing, really. It's, it's observation. Jeez, oh, no, <laughs> pass. I no. Failed. Okay. Pass. You yeah. get a pass, Tom. He looks familiar to you, but he's not someone you've ever seen before. He just has a striking similarity to someone you've seen before. But you're not quite sure. Um it's 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 enough that you say
1: Does he look like Clayton?
0: <clears throat> no.
3: No, 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 no. Yes, mm-hmm. no. Um, so he's, uh, he gets out of the car. He's very impeccably dressed, probably late forties, early fifties. Uh, no, probably late forties. He, he's walking forward and the fellow that got out of the passenger seat, he's, he starts walking with him and he goes, no, no, stop. So the guy sits his, sits himself down on the, the hood of the car and crosses his arms. Um, when he does that, you can see that he's got a pistol. Under the under the jacket, and the man walks towards you, and he says to you, "Doctor Brody." He sort of he's, he, well, actually, he's
4: he trying to walk me? right
3: past you, John. Do you do you do anything as he walks past?
4: Yeah, I, I didn't notice the gun right because I failed my spot hidden. So,
3: well, it's it's the guy on the on the hood that has the pistol. It's not, okay, not that the fellow who's walking towards you. So he gives you a wide berth, um, and he's his intention is to walk past you.
4: I'll intercept him.
3: All right. If right. Well, I'll put stops. the crowbar right out and stop him if I have to. Oh, he stops. He stops. He says, I'd like to speak to Mr. Brody, if that's okay. Dr. Brody.
1: Well, Who are you? What do you want?
3: Stepping on my lines, Dr. Brody. Sorry. Whatever. Fine. You talk, and if he smarts off, I'll fucking hit him with the crowbar. He what walks do, up to Dr. you, Dr. He says, Dr. Brody, my name's Adam Dearworth. I believe we may have gotten off on the wrong foot without my even meeting you before, because you know, of my father and my father's doings. And I, I'm here to say that perhaps we should all be working together again.
1: Oh, uh, with Dubanian. Yeah. Well,
3: yes, yes. And no.
1: How did you find us?
3: You didn't exactly hide your hide yourselves extremely well. You left your name at the hospital. We we knew from a security guard that was present that there was an injury on your on your within your team. We knew you were going somewhere, so we 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 just made some calls, made some calls to nearby hospitals, and eventually we found that. The appropriate names. And there was some suspicion that there was a connection to you people who we've we've kind of known you were in Boston for the last little while, but we hadn't actually been able to find you until, until now.
1: What are you proposing?
3: My father, he wanted like all of the artifacts he collects, he wanted power. He wanted to find some way to gain even more power than someone in his status financial status could acquire normally that was his goal his his goal was simply to gain and gather and amass artifacts this is why the warehouse was full of what it was full of and someone in your, your your reputation would understand that these things they belong in museums they belong elsewhere that's my thought i went away to school i became educated my father was a self-made man and his his drive was was money and power my my drive is simply to collect these items and destroy them
1: you're an educated man why would you want to destroy these items or any items
3: well, I've read his papers. I know what the uh, potential—what ex- the potential is—that exists for someone who has all three of these.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, you'll forgive me if I—if I can't. There's no way that I can believe you. You are aware your father's dead.
4: Oh, of course.
3: He tried to summon those creatures, and they—they they killed him.
1: Um, he snickers.
3: He, he, he snickers quietly when he says that.
1: Follow us to the next town. Let's get some lunch. Maybe we'll talk.
3: We can do that. Next town's not very far away. So he says, "Thank you. We'll we'll follow you. We'll see you there."
1: All right. So I'm going to get back in the car with with everybody and and tell them what the situation looks like. I don't know that I believe a, a single word this person is saying.
3: John, um, as this guy's walking back to the car, uh, do you? He gives you a bit of a funny look. Kind of a, a smirk. Like a... Kind of.
4: Yeah, I just let it go, because obviously he... <sighs> See, John likes to act tough. He's really not. <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> pro um, you give anybody exactly, a crowbar, they're exactly. going to act tough,
4: you know? You know? but um, No, I just kind of... I... I take it on the chin it stings a little bit and I just walk back alright all
1: right. so here's my first and my most immediate thought I'm sure there was somebody else in that warehouse that sided with Miko and killed Dear Worth, and it could very easily be him
4: what did he say there was a security guard there that saw us or something no yeah I don't
1: remember it? any security guard scene. everybody was dead um,
4: doesn't mean we saw everybody
1: no, but exactly I, I imagine get to do a
4: thorough search before those things. Some
1: security us. guard would have gone crazy if he saw those crab things. I'm thinking that this guy murdered his father because he wants all the power. That that's my first guess.
4: Hmm. Well, he is one of only two people in the world that I know of that are trying to gather all three of these things, Doctor Brody. Yep.
3: Stanley, can you make um. Knowledge role, idea role, just...
2: I could attempt.
4: Insane insight or concussive yeah. insight, perhaps?
3: With a... Uh, with okay, a a, so that's... It's a memory-related question yeah. you're, you're trying to solve here. Wait, is
2: it, is it long-term or short-term? Long-term. Long-term, okay. Short-term memory is probably still yeah. iffy um but that that's a success mm-hmm. how good of a success just a just a success like right on the money uh well i am 17 points above a hard success
3: okay that's fine but but how below how far below not a success are you
2: uh let's see that's going to be 23
3: okay okay it, it's a little bit swirly in your head still, but you distinctly remember that when you were working at Dominion, Deerworth never mentioned his son. You knew people said he had a son, but he never mentioned him. And this was like a year ago. This wasn't you know five, ten years ago or something like that. This was like whatever it was that you worked there, like a you know not that so... long
2: ago estranged
3: estranged is a good way of looking at it but you do recall one incident one incident at a company function of some sort where dearworth showed up and he was very agitated he wasn't happy agitated and he made a a speech to the to people of staff and it wasn't his usual long drawn out everybody's gonna have a great day have enjoy your day off work with pay blah it was very to the point have a nice day See you at work tomorrow. Happy whatever it was. Christmas or whatever. Some annual staff get-together that he funded. And he looked really annoyed, didn't want to be there, and he left promptly afterwards. And when people were saying what's going on, you do remember someone said, it's his son. He's looking for more money.
2: That's it. Mm. So his son was estranged and still a leech.
3: And in his forties, like late forties, he's not just some kid away at school. Okay. Yeah, I'll pass that along. Well, yeah, uh, it
1: doesn't exactly sound like he's. Uh,
2: if uh, if memory serves, he was kind of uh, a. kind of kind of a parasite.
1: Yeah, doesn't sound like he's uh, wanting to be humanitarian and destroy these artifacts. I say when we get to the when we get to the restaurant, we go in. Have ourselves a meal, John. You sneak out and slash their tires, and then we leave and they can't follow. Yeah, what if quite possibly. In the car,
4: what's that? What if they're sitting in the car? Oh,
3: and we'll shit. play it by you. All right, well, Tom, you want to end it at that? And we'll, we'll yeah, start right up the at the part. restaurant first thing next week. Hopefully, uh. So we're pulling um, into the restaurant.
1: Yeah. Um, for those who are listening, apparently Mick, we don't know what happened to Mick. We think his internet is down because he hasn't been able to contact anybody. Um, it's it happened last year, it happened the year before. Um, he lives in a remote place, so sometimes that happens.
3: Or the Migo got him.
1: Or the Migo got him. Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Mick Swan, Ian Christensen, Brian Daly, and myself with Sean Little as a keeper of the secrets. We usually play four times a week and post on the YouTube within uh, a couple of days of each episode. We also post the audio versions on iTunes and Podbean. Just so that you know, we don't monetize our shows, only shows that have, there are some shows that have ads, but that's because we sometimes use copyrighted music. Music owners get the cash, we don't. Our costs are almost entirely covered by our patrons. What's not covered comes out of our own pockets by pledging just a couple of dollars a month you are directly helping us defray costs and improve our show. So if you enjoyed our show and you'd like to help us, visit our Patreon account. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the call of computer role playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.